0: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Type Two Fun, a podcast that cherishes the fun aspect of all the challenging stuff. Hi, this is Hiba, and I'm a medical graduate. Hey,
1: everyone. This is Fazan, and I'm a business professional.
0: So, Fazan, uh, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm good. So, Fazan, I was thinking uh, that why don't we discuss about conflict resolution on this episode? Uh how about we dissect the topic of conflict, discuss about different stages of conflict, how people deal with conflicts, and what is the ideal approach of handling um, such uh, issues?
1: I think that's a good topic to review, right We deal with conflicts in every day one of our lives, mm-hmm. so let's sure let's go with that
0: okay so Fazan, in your opinion, what is conflict and why does it arise?
1: So I think there's many different kinds of conflicts. Right, you can have internal conflicts, external conflicts. Some conflicts are very small in um, magnitude; some are very large. Right, so every situation is different, mm-hmm. and those conflicts can arise for, you know, a great number of many different reasons. For example, some might be out of fear, out of force. Maybe it has something to do with money, right? Or you might have a problem with somebody else. Maybe it's an interpersonal. Conflict or a conflict at work, authority, responsibility. So there's like hundreds of different reasons why somebody might be involved in a conflict. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And there are instances where there are communication gaps or personality differences uh, when conflicts arise. And even when uh, there is dispute over different approaches in a work setup or even in personal life, then uh, conflicts may arise as well.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, you know, why don't we talk about what have you seen in terms of how people deal with conflicts?
0: So, uh, in my observation, I've seen people react to different uh, conflict situations in different ways. And when I read about it, it really makes sense because uh, there are people like uh, who are willing to take initiatives and resolve the conflicts and they're called addressers. And uh, in terms of address, uh, in terms of those people who are addressers, There are certain people who are first steppers, means they have, uh, they are sympathetic, they are are more affirmative, and uh, they accept and acknowledge the opinions of others. So that's one thing. On the other hand, there are people who are addressers, but they are complete opposite of the first steppers, they are confronters. So just because they have a situation of authority or they have like a supreme position in any work set up, or any in any situation, they take advantage of that situation and uh, uh, just try to confront the situation.
1: So, just to make a point, yeah. So, within the addressers category, obviously, it's a good thing that somebody's taking the initiative and Definitely. actually trying to address the situation. Mm-hmm. But how they go about it can be very different.
0: Exactly. yeah, And that's what the main difference is between the first steppers and the confronters because the way they're addressing the issue is complete opposite. Got it. On the other hand, uh, there are certain people who are concealers means they just conceal their views and feelings and they just uh, think that uh, getting into the situation of resolving conflict is just too risky. So they just say nothing about it or don't even take a step to confront the situation. And in the concealers there are different categories of people, such as there's uh feeling swallowed. And I think that's a that's a very um uh, subliminal approach because uh, these people uh smile in every uh circumstance in, in every circumstance, even uh even when they don't feel like smiling, they're just smiling to confront the situation and to confront this distress or the pain they are experiencing. So their emotions or or their behavior are in complete uh, disparity. And then there are other people who are subject changers, means uh, whenever they find themselves in a conflict situation, they just try to divert the topic to another topic or just like try to pretend that the conflict doesn't exist. Uh, so that's one thing. And then the third category is avoiders. So So avoiders, as the name suggests, like they just... Go out of their way to avoid the conflict situation.
1: Okay, so if I kind of have this correct, addressers are basically taking initiative and trying to deal with mm-hmm. the given situation, whereas concealers are hiding, b- their- hiding their emotions or hiding away from actually dealing with the underlying.
0: Root exactly. Cause,
1: yeah. Right, and obviously there's mental health challenges along that come along with that as well. Right. If you're not dealing with what's going on, it's going to build up and up and up.
0: Yeah, and then until it's something
1: gonna, explodes.
0: Exactly. It's going to. It's it may manifest in some um, unexpected ways.
1: Got it. Okay.
0: Uh, so, what about you? Have you noticed any um, different kind of people who react to uh, conflict situations?
1: Yeah, I think you covered most of them. Mm-hmm. Most of what I've seen okay. so far in my life. I think the one category is um, somebody who kind of takes a situation and attacks it. So along the lines of addressers, but more aggressive in my opinion, right? So So the attackers and myself, they can't keep feelings to themselves and they're angry for one reason or another, right? So they try and express their feelings by attacking either somebody else or something else, right? Mm-hmm. They're basically trying to displace their anger mm-hmm. onto something else or project it onto something else. Yeah. So even within those, there's two types, right? There's upfront attackers, mm-hmm. which basically take their anger and display it upfront, right? Whether onto someone or something, mm-hmm. right? And do it in a direct manner. The opposite side of that is behind the back attackers, right? which are difficult to handle in most cases because they're not targeting in a direct manner they're still channeling their anger onto something or someone but doing it in a roundabout way mm-hmm. so kind of you you could think of like backbiting mm-hmm. as somebody being a behind the back attacker
0: mm-hmm. so basically they they're trying to uh, they acknowledge this uh, conflict but they're not trying to solve the conflict they're just like going round and round but mm-hmm. not trying to solve the conflict
1: yeah Correct.
0: Okay, Okay, so Fazan, what are the stages of conflict when we face a conflict? What exactly are we going through uh, during that conflict?
1: Um, So I think there's a couple different stages. Mm -hmm. So obviously the first one is something called the latent stage, right? Where the participant or the participants in a given conflict aren't even aware that there is a conflict that needs to be resolved, Mm
0: -hmm. right? Yeah, that may happen, yeah. Whenever there's, like... In a in a very initial stage, that the conflict is there, but uh, you are not acknowledging it, and you are not even aware about it. But it's there, yeah. like even an internal conflict can be there in your subconscious, but you are not aware about it. Correct.
1: Right? Yeah, you haven't perceived something to be a conflict okay. at that stage of okay. the conflict's life, mm-hmm. right? The second stage is, like I said, the perceived stage, okay. right, where participants become aware that a conflict actually exists, right? So, like you said. If something was sitting in somebody's subconscious, now it's come to the conscious side of the mind, right? And they've perceived that, okay, yeah, something's wrong here. The third stage is obviously the, the felt stage, something called the felt stage, which means there's stress and anxiety. You've already, so in the second stage, you've perceived there's a problem in the felt stage is Now you've actually started to kind of register what the conflict is. And what's happening because of the conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Which can lead to stress, anxiety, mm-hmm. if it's not resolved, or if you don't know how to resolve a given situation.
0: So basically, it is, you're experiencing the effects of conflict. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And then the fourth stage is the manifestation stage where the conflict is up and above. And it's right in center. It's in the open. It can be observed. And it's having visible effects, right? Mm-hmm. Visible and invisible, I would say, on the involved parties. Okay. And then the, I guess the last thing is the aftermath, right? So once it's manifested, it's either going to get resolved or it won't get resolved. So the last stage is the aftermath, which is the whatever the outcome of the conflict was or a resolution if one was undertaken for the conflict.
0: Mm-hmm. That's actually good to know because once we know about the stages of conflict, then we can understand in much depth like how to go about and resolve it
1: yeah once we know which stage a given conflict is in, then we can work accordingly in order to resolve it um in your opinion, do you think we should avoid conflicts or should we be kind of be cognizant of them and be willing to address them
0: yeah, so in any situation, I think it's best uh, to acknowledge the conflict and address it as far as we can, like as far as our capacities can uh handle because even though there are some negative aspects of conflict um such as that being in a conflict situation is uh, definitely bothersome it is just like a bumpy road so it is um it is uh, going to affect your productivity it is going to affect your smooth working and it is definitely going to have an impact on the out uh, on the output of any system other than that Whenever we are in a conflict situation, there are certain circumstances in which there, there can be like competing affiliations. So all these are certain negative, some negative effects. But there can be some positive aspects of conflict as well. Like if we if we look at the conflict situation from a positive lens then we can see that if we address this conflict, there can be we can dissolve this conflict and then that can, that can lead to positivity and uh, improvement in our uh, work performance. It can lead, lead to uh, mental peace and resolution of the chaos in our lives. So I think these are the positive and negative aspects of conflicts. And once we analyze the situation, it's really important to manage the conflict because if we leave it there, then it can be very damaging. Because it wastes a lot of energy and time. It can have a toll on our mental health and uh, even reduce our productivity and creativity. So definitely, it's uh, really important to address the uh, conflict.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like, I don't know if it's a saying or not, but it's like once, you know, sometimes people say when there's a problem or, you know, you're going through something, that if you get through it, you're going to be better for it when you come out on the other side.
0: That's true. That's a very good way to look at it. So, Vizan, how do you uh, how do you think we should resolve conflict? Like in your opinion, and maybe if you have read something, like how should we go about resolving conflicts?
1: So, I think there's different ways. Obviously, any solution would have to be dependent on the facts of a given situation, right? But I think in kind of abstract terms, there's not even abstract, in kind, of, in kind of categorization of uh, resolutions. There's a couple of them, and uh, we'll walk through some of them. So, I think the first one, you can react to a given conflict in about four ways, four to okay. five different ways. So, the first one was, um, well, there might be a fight, right? When there's a conflict, um, you know, anger levels are raised in some situations. So, one way to resolve the conflict is to fight through it, which in Almost all cases is not a beneficial outcome that you want to have, right? You don't want to be dealing with a conflict situation which can involve strategy or, you know, when you get into a fight, it can it can become offensive and defensive right? and it can all become about losing or winning ground, right? So it's in, in that kind of situation, you lose the core aspect of what the conflict is and it becomes something more that it didn't need to be. So fighting is one way of resolving conflict, which is not
0: advisable
1: in any way, shape, or form.
0: So yeah, makes sense because I think when you uh, take the approach of fighting in resolving any conflict, then the like the problem uh, of the conflict stays behind, and all like the situation becomes more about winning and losing.
1: Correct. It, it becomes like a us versus them mm-hmm. situation, right? The other another way to resolve conflict is obviously to negotiate towards a settlement, right mm-hmm. with the other party or other parties. So when you negotiate, obviously there's a back and forth, right? Some you take and it's more of a you're trying to get to a place where both parties feel like that they've won, right mm-hmm. or they've addressed whatever they wanted to address through the conflict resolution. So that's one way. And kind of building onto to negotiation is problem solving, right? where you identify the root cause of the conflict, right? And you try and remove the cause of the conflict by problem solving, right? So as to make sure that the situation becomes normal. Obviously, this won't be easy. Sometimes it's very hard. Like, it's very easy to identify the surface level Mm -hmm. um, aspects of a conflict, but it's very hard to uh, really dig and identify the root causes of a given conflict or Uh, situation that's problematic
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so when we are problem solving like in any circumstance or in any uh, situation of conflict we may uh, solve the problem on the surface level but we may not uh, address the root cause so and if we are not addressing the root cause then we are promoting the chances of recurrence of that uh, conflict
1: correct and then the last way to kind of think about conflict resolution is. So obviously a conflict arose because of some underlying issue. So what we can do is if it's something that's going to be a recurring theme mm-hmm. again and again, you can design a solution so that the conflict itself becomes a normality, right? Based on the design that you've made for its solution. So that way, even if it again arises in the future, you've already got a solution for it. You've already designed for it. So it's not in the future, it's not a conflict. It's just something that needs to be looked after.
0: I see. I, okay. That's a very creative way of uh, approaching the conflict.
1: Obviously, even in a designing perspective, whatever solution you come up with has to be appropriate and it has to be acceptable by all the parties that are involved in the situation, right? Otherwise, the design just becomes like somebody just giving judgment and everybody else just taking it mm-hmm. while not agreeing with it 100%.
0: Okay. So basically, in nutshell, the approach to solving, con- resolving conflicts uh, should be that first we should acknowledge that the conflict is there and um, identify the likely source of the conflict situation. It can be some feelings, it can be uh, some uh, different, uh, like it is really dependent on different uh, situations but it can be internal it can be external and once we have acknowledged or identified the source of the situation then we need to identify the steps uh, that need to be taken to resolve a certain conflict and after outlining those steps we can uh, uh, neutralize this uh, conflict by reaching the root cause and fixing that issue because that's really important in preventing the recurrence
1: No, I think that's good. If we remember those three steps, we can work towards a solution for any conflict in our everyday lives, right? Whether it's small, big, internal, external, personal, or work related.
0: So, yeah, I totally agree with your point. But uh, before we end our uh, discussion, I would like to read a poem uh, by Rumi. It's uh, called uh, The Guest House. And here it goes This human being is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them, even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house, empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be cleaning you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond.
1: That was good. Thank you for sharing that with everyone. And why don't we leave it here and hopefully our listeners can glean some insights from that poem.
0: Yeah, that would be nice.
1: All right, guys. I hope this discussion was insightful. This one's over, but uh, you can, Continue the discussion in our comments or email us and let us know how you deal with different conflict situations. Tune in next Friday for a new episode. Take care until then.